Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host Rob Han, the notorious ROB. And on the other line, calling from sunny Southern California, it should be Greg Robertson. Greg, are you there? Hello, Rob. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Dude, what a great, what a great year! What a great industry to be a podcaster slash blogger, isn't it? Yo, I'm seriously. I think I literally just put this in a presentation. I'm giving a presentation in Toronto next week, and I literally put the slide in there. Said, uh, "May you live in interesting times. May you be recognized by people on high, and may you get what you wish for." And those are three ancient Chinese curses, and I feel like we're living through it's very interesting times, and uh, we have attracted the attention of people in high places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're fucking sure. <laughs> so clearly, we got to talk about this DOJ thing a little bit, right? I mean, that is like the news of this past week. Oh yeah, um, I mean, you broke it. You put the actual. CID I did break out it there. Whoop, and, uh, whoop. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, the Pulitzer Committee may call me at any time. I'm open. To- <laughs> I, this, might, this might beat my Redfin direct scoop too, so. That's there's, right. There's bigger, bigger consequences here. <laughs> so, should we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about the, the CID for sure. Sure. All right. So, I guess the place to begin, you know, for anybody that hasn't seen it on Notorious, I broke the story, I guess, that the... Department of Justice has been sending some nasty letters. Well, it's not nasty letters. It's civil investigative demand to our good friends at CoreLogic, demanding all sorts of documents. Did you ever confirm demanding- whether it happened at other MLS vendors where, you know, did Black Knight or, or Rapitoni or uh, Flex MLS? I have like, not. Yeah, I mean, so that's actually an interesting angle. There are two interesting angles about that as well, which is. Number one, CoreLogic told me that other major vendors received the same CID. I haven't been able to confirm from anybody else where that they have. I have heard, you know, privately from MLS execs who are with those other vendors that they haven't seen anything. And one of the things that we know is, look, Flex is uh, owned by our good friend Michael Werzer, mm-hmm. who, among other things, is a pretty top-notch lawyer. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a ploy owned, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, and he's not the kind of guy to remain quiet about stuff like this. So I can't imagine that if FBS was uh, served some sort of CID, that he wouldn't have immediately started talking about it. Well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, I think that's contradicting a bit, a bit where any lawyer I talk to, if you're in trouble or if something's happened, it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Don't say a word. No, no, no. What, what I mean by that is because this is the second curious thing about the CID is, as far as I know, the email notifying MLS execs that they were, you know, served this CID went out like Monday. Yeah, and notifying the MLSs, right? but that yeah. was the weird thing because you you talked about that in your post is like, yeah, it was yeah. like a, a month old. Yeah, that's what I mean. I I, I don't mean that uh, you know Michael would be out there like writing blog posts. I'm saying he would be out there the minute he got it, he would be sending you know emails and phone calls, you know, to MLS CEOs saying, hey, I, we just got served this thing. So who knows? Maybe they got an extension. You know, who knows? I haven't I haven't spoken to CoreLogic since then. So, I mean, what have you heard? Because you, you know this space better than I do. So Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I think the MLS organizations were a bit, you know, it was kind of shocking a, a bit. Right. But at the same time, since it's all kind of died down a bit, I'm not hearing a lot of concern, right? The, the concern is like, th- you know, right. the data that they want is like going to be 
it's not an easy thing to kind of give them. Not that they're not going to give them, but hey, it's right. not like, hey, let's just put this on a thumb drive and here you go, right? What it kind of goes into, and maybe you can kind of like can explain this better, but at a root of it is like, is there a problem? And I think this is just really coming from the recent lawsuits. Are agents discriminating against or brokers, other brokers or agents, you know, they're offering less commission. Right. And they're, right. they're trying to look at the MLS data to see, are agents, is that something they're actively searching upon? Is that something mm -hmm. that the MLS allows? I don't, you know, there, there may be reasons why you can search on the MLS for commissions. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, right? Me neither. Um, and I've heard some MLSs, that information might be on a report, but it's not something searchable. I've heard some MLSs right. say that a year ago they were able to search on it, but they changed it so you couldn't. Right. And then just me personally, I got to believe, I mean, you're going to sell a home or buy a home. Somebody wants that home. I feel like less than five, less than 2% of agents maybe do that. I just don't think it's a right. wide conspiracy or this big practice from agents to kind of like do those kind of things. And, I, and I've heard the stories, you know, they mm -hmm. blackballed mm -hmm. us, they threw a brick through my window or you know, right. shit like the Trelora thing. Yeah, I mean, that right. kind of stuff. Right. But I just, and maybe I'm just being Pollyanna about it, but I mean, I don't think the MLS organizations have, the providers have anything to worry about. I mean, they're just asking for data. It's not like they're in some conspiracy. The agents are using data in, in nefarious ways. I mean, that's on the agent, that's on the broker. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm blame can be leveled upon the actual MLS organizations or even the vendors, right? So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but but overall, just to answer your question, I don't I don't feel or hear a lot of like, oh, we're in big trouble kind of vibe from from the industry right now. Right. No, me neither. And I and I think there are a couple of things about that, so I'll unpack it a little bit. You know, obviously I've spoken to, you know, some MLS execs myself and most of them that I've spoken to, I haven't heard one that says we have some feature we could search for properties based on compensation. I haven't heard anyone say that. What I have heard, though, is they say, but at the same time, the agents are able to download stuff because they're a member sure, of the MLS. Yeah. And we can't stop them from using Excel or whatever else they might have to search. Of and I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. Whether, you know, with CoreLogic's, you know, materials are going to give the DOJ anything, I, I just don't know. You know, I don't know if the MLS in question has changed their policy. Let's say last year they said, yeah, you know what? We're not going to allow search by compensation anymore. One of the things about the CID is it sort of says, has this changed? <laughs> and if it has, what's the reasoning? Right. Well, I think there's great reasonings for it. I mean, you know, there's been some scrutiny here. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. any any MLS exec that went to those meetings in DC or yep. have been reading online, they yep. might have gone in there or read if your- they've been listening red, to this podcast. If, if, if they've been reading your red, red doc report, That's report right. right? I mean, there's, there's a specific report you put out there yeah. that like says you got to examine right. you know, what your MLS does here. And they may have read that and like, you know what? Well, it looks like you can. I'll change that. I mean, right. there's nothing um, nefarious or no. kind of like secretive there. No. Of course, you're going to make changes. As you become more aware of issues, right. yeah, you, you change them. You're right. You know, it's just so I I've been thinking a lot about you know what this means, and I've been asked questions a whole bunch, you know, about what this means, and you know, they're like all sorts of investors, you know, are interested in what this means. I guess for obvious reasons, but yeah, this could be bad. The only thing that kind of smacks me is um, <laughs> as we begin to see. I mean, and and this is I'm going fucking full on conspiracy to be notorious. <laughs> Hey, man, we, so, we can be engaged in rank speculation and irresponsible talk because yeah. we're not Katie Johnson. You know? Yeah, exactly. 
So it's just like I had a feeling about this when all this stuff, you know, started popping up in Washington. Right. It's that think tank group and then the, ITIF, the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was this is like, okay, just as this kind of rise of eye buyer stuff, the traditional real estate, you know, at least if you look at like Realogies, mm-hmm. taking a dump. Mm-hmm. And what is the biggest factor as far as in this razor thin margin war mm-hmm. that these eye buyers are having? It's agent compensation. Mm-hmm. And oh, just like a surprise from heaven, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> All this shit starts to happen, right? It just, it doesn't, like the old guy says, man, there is no coincidence, coincidence <laughs> right? So I feel like there's, you know, it's just like the Illuminati has like been planning this shit for, you know, right when the rise of, of these kind of new business models come up, right. you do that, right? But the other side of that is that like, you look at like Redfin and they announce this kind of like, buyers, you know, Redfin the, buyer, the Redfin Direct, yeah. right? And that's like flies completely in the face of like, you know, we're not disclosing commissions at buyers or whatever else, right? It's just telling you right there yeah. how much you're going to save, yeah, right? Yeah. So I don't know who I place a bet on right now because <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of the stuff that the uh, franchisors and NAR fired back at the class action suit yeah. was, I mean, pretty spot on. It's I, like, yeah. you guys got no clue what you're talking about, right? Well, um, hmm. All right. So let's yeah. talk about that connection, right? Because I was asked about that a bunch as well. So, you know, I, I think I've put up a post about this. You know, my, my rank irresponsible speculation is that this is potentially the Department of Justice getting the end that they want without having to get their hands dirty. And I think it, it mm. sort of makes sense to me. The idea being that, look, this is the Trump administration, right? This is not, mm. you know, some... And Trump has been on the, you know, pounding the podium and on campaign trails talking about deregulation and how he's going to cut the red tape and all this stuff. So for the Department of Justice to come out with some sort of heavy-handed regulatory scheme, you know, sort of like CFPB style saying, hey, you know what, real estate agents, you can no longer share commissions. That's not going to fly, right? That dog isn't going to hunt. Not right now. Yeah, especially off the response he got at a legislative meetings, right? right? They were, it was like a, right. a love fest. That's right. Right? Right. So yeah. I don't think that's going to go. So maybe the DOJ is sitting there going, hey, you know what? Brokerage prices are too high. The commissions are too high. We need to figure out a way of dropping these prices. How do we do that without passing heavy-handed regulation? Oh, I know. What if we just went and did a study, right? <laughs> Got all of the MLS data and you know did a study and showed that buyer steering is a widespread phenomenon. Again, I'm not saying it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying if they come out with some, and again, if they went to Core Logic and demanded all the databases, dude, that's pretty much the database of the entire country. I'm sorry, Core Logic has its clients are some of the biggest MLSs. Oh well, no, they're the, you know. the top. Yeah, they're yeah. Just top MLS. And, and between them, what, the what do you think? We, they have like seventy percent of agents. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, they pretty much have the entire country, and then they hand it over to some academic from you know MIT or something, and go like crunch these numbers and tell us what you find, right? If they come out with something like that and say, yeah, we think there's buyer steering going on, so we're not going to prohibit it. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to find it in that MLS data at all. Mm. I mean, that's going to be hard to kind of like, again, I don't think there's an active amount of people. I mean, I guess what you're saying is that if you if you do all the math, right. if you do all the research, right. it turns out that homes that are not offering as much commission right. don't you know, have some sort of delta. And right? I wrote about this, man, because there was yeah, a, maybe, a big paper. Maybe. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I could. I remember no, writing I, a story I, about this like in 2015. No, no, it was that, it was that, that lady from who was- Pan Legia Barwick. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was- she From was Cornell. Like, you know, super genius, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah oh, here we that. go. Yeah, I wrote it in 2015, where I talked about the NBER study conflict of interest and realtor commission puzzle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a brilliant thing. And oh, it looks like my site is down. Interesting. <laughs> there are no coincidences, Rob. Dun, dun, dun. There's a <laughs> DDoS attack going on, or either that, or <laughs> or you know, some like. What the, truth are you trying to get out that they're trying to suppress? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so I look. There's already been academic studies that suggest this, right? But they were sure. going based on you know like data from Boston, or you know, it's a smaller data set. Okay, so you're the DOJ. You've hoovered up the MLS data from CoreLogic. You hand it over to Dr. Barwick, right? You hand it over to Dr. Pathak at MIT and say, run your shit on this, right? Yeah. If they come out and say, yeah, there's a there's a problem, but we're not going to prohibit this because that's heavy-handed. What we're going to do instead is to say, you have to display it. You have to disclose this. So, yeah, so right? okay, this is where I get – this is where I lose my fucking mind here. Okay. Is that okay? So I've been in the CMA business since 1998. Right. Okay. Creating CMA software. I've right. been in this industry since 1992. Right. I go to all these damn conferences and and listen to all these speakers and coaches. Right. And I know in our own software and from every CMA software that I've ever developed, one of the things that's about that, and any coach will tell you, and mm-hmm. they have. You could probably go on a goddamn YouTube right now. And it's all about, in sales, it's always always about overcoming objections, going back to close, Mm -hmm. right? So they have an objection, you overcome that objection, you go back, okay, now do you want to buy? Right. Right. It's very simply. Right. One of the biggest things that they talk about and what you want to script for is the commission question. Right. Because it's so fucking common. Right. Everybody asks about, well, what about that commission? 6% seems high. Right. In our software, there's a page that shows, it's a pie chart, it's divided into fours. And explains that, no, there's a selling agent, there's a selling broker, yep. there's a buyer broker and a buying agent. Yep. And it goes over to talk about, okay, that's where this commission comes from, yeah. right? So I don't buy that this is not talked about. Like they think sellers are going in there or or buyers are going in there, I should say. And like, just like, doop doop boop oh, 6%. Yep. That's what I guess it is, right? right? right. Hell no. Right. Ask any working agent. That commission question is you know one of the ones they dread yeah because they gotta you know they gotta answer it they yeah. gotta kind of overcome it they gotta prove their worth they gotta yeah. explain something that's kind of complicated to a, a person who's maybe just doing it for the first time yeah right? so but yeah, here's the problem I don't, man i don't but, buy it no here's the thing i'm just pointing out the, the i don't buy that the, that the industry is like that this is something some sort of cabal that like you know we're all we, we just hide this thing it's, it's, uh, it's okay so explain the randy aura video to me you know what I'm talking about, right? No, I don't. Okay, so I posted, I think when the lawsuit happened, I posted a couple posts. One was like, you know, big, scary, it's the end of the world yeah. kind of thing. And the second thing I think was, everyone was kind of dismissing it. Everyone was like, oh, whatever, yeah. these stupid lawyers, and you know, they don't know what they're talking about. This will be This dismissed. is the class action thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I remember saying like, it's not that simple, guys. It's this actually a little bit more complicated. One of the things I referenced was, there's a video on YouTube of a gentleman by the name of Randy Ora who is a top real estate agent in Southern California. I believe in Orange County. And he did a on-stage live listing presentation for Tom Ferry, which, you know, as you know, is the most powerful coach in the industry. At a Tom Ferry summit or some major event with thousands of real estate agents in the room, he did a live listing presentation um, with, uh, with a couple and they videotaped it. And he went through that whole process in an effort to coach and to educate, you know, the Tom Ferry attendees this is how you overcome commission issue. And dude, I'm telling you, man, like if you watch that video, when he talks about 
stuff like here's the commission pyramid, here's how it works. But you know, if you're in this pile over here where you're offering three and a half percent, then you really incentivize the agents to bring their buyers to you. If you're in this pile, the three percent, then you incentivize agents to bring buyers to you. If you're in this pile, the two and a half percent. You know, then they just crumple up that listing and throw it in the trash. So we're basing this on some Orange right? County agent that. Um, no, no, no. So hold on. So hear me out. I'm just saying, like that video. What it suggests is, and this goes to that whole lawsuit, right? And this goes to what I think the DOJ is investigating. You know, if the seller says, "Hey, I, the six percent seems really high," and his listing agent, which by the way is listing agents doing her job, right? Uh, her job is to protect the seller, and her job is to sell the house for the seller. If the agent says, "Yeah, look, we can offer less, but that means we're not going to get the showings, right? Because the agents aren't going to show your house if you're only offering a one percent." <laughs> right, right. I'm a seller. I'm like, oh shit. Well, I guess I got to pay at least four, right? That's, I mean, think about but, Redfin. But, but all Redfin that, charges one percent, right? But that's just some agent trying to like put fear, using fear as a selling technique, which is the oldest goddamn trick in the book. But hold right, on a second. So- it's it's not. It's not just fear. I'm saying so let's say you're a Redfin agent. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'm using Redfin because Redfin does the one percent listing fee, right? Right. They go, look, we're only charging you one percent. Why is my commission four? Well, because we you want to offer out three percent to the buyer agent. Why do I want to do that? Because otherwise they're not gonna show your house. That's not a fear thing. That's fact. See, I don't think that, as you call it fact, is as widespread as people think it is. I think what and, that one- right. Right, and I guess that what what it comes down to, right? There's sales right. tactics. There's all these kind right. of things, but at the end of the day, right. you know, the consumer is going to want what the consumer wants. The houses are out there all over the internet, and if they find right. a house, like, why didn't you show me this? And they, right. I mean, that's going to cause probably more problems than they want. And you know what? And uh, I, I don't disagree with here. you. What I'm saying is, I think what the DOJ investigation is into is just how widespread is this? Right. Okay. Uh, right. that, that's and that's that's exactly their role, and I get that. Correct. I, I guess I'm, it's hard to make a bet here. Maybe again, I'm being Pollyanna. I just don't think it's uh, that big of a deal, right? And then, look, the other, I mean, the I, I wish it. I shared your faith. You know, <laughs> I wish I shared your faith. But the, here's the thing: go on like any Facebook group, right, filled with real estate agents, and you post this question about so do buyers, you know, agents steer people, and you get a whole variety of answers, but you get stuff like. Well, this is why I signed an exclusive buyer agency agreement, right? Yeah, and what? So yeah. that the buyer has to make up and he promised to pay me 2.5% and I'll show him whatever house he wants because I'm still going to get paid mine. The, but yeah, those agreements are, and that's like state to state. Like I was talking to some MLS exec. Sure. They were a newly, somewhat newly appointed and it's like mm-hmm. they couldn't understand why agents didn't you know, use that type of an agreement where in the state right. they were before that they did do that, right? So it's, it's right. kind of state to state thing there. I I think also that before the internet, when it was a closed MLS system, I could see this being more widespread than it is now. But with the listings out there already, and the agent gets the listing alert from the MLS and or something from uh, Zillow or Trulia, and they go, agent, what's up with this? That's a conversation no agent wants to have. Sure. Let's put it this way. Look, doing a buyer agency agreement is probably just best practice. Yes. If you're working with buyers and you don't have one of those agreements... You got you. You are going to have to ask yourself why, you know. But all I'm saying is, like, the comments from the industry itself is that this seems to be fairly common knowledge. That if you don't offer a full compensation, agents aren't going to bring buyers to that house. Or what's even worse, I suppose, even worse. And I'm not saying this happens. I'm not saying this is commonplace. But I have heard stories where the buyer agent will 
in other words, shit talk the house, mm-hmm. right? So the the situation you brought up, why don't you show me this house? Oh, that house is uh, environmental problems. You know what I mean? Like shit like yeah, that. Yeah, God. Again, I mean, again, completely unethical. Yeah, completely unethical. Completely against fiduciary duty. But are we saying that real estate agents are all angels? Of course not. Yeah. I mean, we know some people are do that. The question is, how often? How many? If it's two percent of of real estate agents doing this, and it's only in three percent of the cases, you know, that we see this sort of steering behavior, you know what? It's really not a big thing. If it's ninety percent, dude, we got a problem. Yeah, it's. Right? I don't think it's ninety percent. I mean, and and I, I'm not saying it is, and I think that's why this DOJ thing is so interesting, because what's the DOJ going to do with it? Right? What are they going to do with it? Let's say they go and they do the study, and the study comes back that uh, homes that offer less than 3% compensation, or whatever the full market compensation is, two and a half, whatever that number is, homes that offer less sit on the market for 15% longer and sell for 8% less. Say the academic studies come out with that. What is the DOJ going to do with that? I don't think they can go and then say, okay, Hey guys, uh, we're gonna pass this regulation that says you can't split commissions anymore. That's not gonna go anywhere. I mean, NAR lobbies will be like in every you know congressman senator's office twenty four seven until the DOJ goes, yeah, never mind that. I think what they're gonna do is say something. Like, okay, so we found this study. We released a report. This is anti competitive. This affects consumers. Blah blah blah. So we're gonna force you to disclose this information. That in itself probably does nothing. But what it does, Greg, is it hands the moral lawyers like a machine gun. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's literally a gift from heaven if you're the plaintiff's attorneys in the lawsuit. Right. right? Where you're able to now go to the court and say, the United States Department of Justice has found that this activity is commonplace and this is anti-competitive. Well, hold on. And oh, by the way. I mean, based upon the stats that you gave, that wasn't commonplace, right? No, no. That's I'm saying- all properties that offer less than compensation, less than full, right? Right. Like if you offer less, you can expect your house to sit on the market for 15% longer and sell for 7% less. I'm not saying 7% of those properties sell for less. I'm saying if you offer less, this is the impact on you. That's pretty serious. So I think that's that's the danger here. I think the DOJ, you know, and the other danger, I suppose, and we do want to address this. Remember that Brookings Institute panel that I wrote about? Yeah. So what's so interesting about that for me was uh, Jack Ryan from Rex right, talking about all we need is sold information like publicly available. Because if consumers can see sold data, then they'll make up their own mind. I'm like, I don't know how that happens. And I, I want to talk to Jack Ryan one of these days. I'd love to get him on this podcast to sort of understand how that mechanic works mechanically, right? Like if I'm a buyer, I can see sold information, which Quite frankly, with Zillow, you know, I can kind of see it. That's another thing that was kind you know? of curious about this stuff. Like most of the sites I go to, they says the last time it was listed, what it sold for. It's not like this right. uh, hidden thing anywhere out so, there. But you know, maybe there's something I'm, not, I'm missing. Maybe there's some sort of AI algorithmic thing you know, that could help with that. I, I don't know the answer, and that's why I'm saying I want to find out. What I do know is that the Canadian Competition Bureau just did this, right? Well, not just. They did it like seven years ago. But they just won in the Canadian Supreme Court last year. So, you know, hence the whole big red dot and all of that. And I just kind of feel like if I'm the Department of Justice, I look at what the Canadians did and go, that passed muster. Why don't we do that? Right. So I think the rule that could come down is you have to make sold data, 
you know, all the off-market information and agent commission data available. You have to make it available to quote the public or at least to brokers. Is that, it, was brokers it also commission data that was available part of that? Thing? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Right. And it survived. So I could see the DOJ doing something like that. How much does that impact MLSs? How much does that impact the industry? I don't know. You I mean, know, non-disclosure sure. states. I mean, there, there, there's just states that believe sure. that's a private yeah. transaction and, you know, yeah. nobody should know <clears> about <throat> yeah. it, right? I mean. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in those, you know, the, the, the DOJ, again, I mean, they know that. So they'll talk to like Texas, you know, attorney general and be like, well, what do you want? You know, like, well, for non-disclosure, we don't want it disclosed. Okay. Then it's not disclosed. But then maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that plays out. So I don't see that action being you know, some sort of destroyer of the industry in and of itself. My concern, and I think the, the bigger impact that everyone's concerned about is when the lawyers in the class action case get a hold of that sort of thing from the Department of Justice, dude, that's a pretty powerful weapon. And you could easily see a court then saying, oh, well, this stuff is happening. It's anti-competitive. The Department of Justice says so. I'm going to find for the plaintiff. Okay, but what, what's the remedy? Let's just play that out for real quick. Here. Sure. What's the remedy then? Okay, so it looks like that houses that are not offering more commission are taking right. longer to sell, right? What is the remedy that you think these guys are looking for? I think it's pretty simple. I think what they're looking for is, hey, buyers, but pay your own agent, right? I think they're looking for getting rid of cooperating compensation. Yeah, that's... Right? And the problem with that, of course, is you know and I know, and I think everybody who knows at least even a little bit about real estate knows that pretty much eviscerates the industry because we're talking about half the commission pool just going away. Yeah. So then that goes back to the NAR lobby, everything else he said. So that's uh-huh. so that's not going to happen. What is the compromise? Why isn't that going to happen? Because the industry will not let that happen. There's too much goddamn but money what, what, out there. The Illuminati know, but, will not let that fucking happen. No, but dude, we're talking about you know the federal courts in the United States. I mean, what do they care? Right? And the law is the law. I mean, unless Congress is going to rewrite the law. So I, I suppose that could happen. NAR could go and, you know, do its lobbying and have Congress pass some new legislation, you know, that says, hey, you know, the antitrust stuff isn't going to apply to realtor commissions. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that could happen. I mean, to me, what, what's going to happen is that it's going to be a goddamn form, right? That you're going to have to, as soon as you talk to an agent, he has to hand you this thing. This is how, this is how everything's, I mean, just, they do that already, but it's just like, just some sort of like, before you say anything else, sign this. But what's, what's the form say? Because the issue is, if you're going to deal with buyer steering problems, you have to get rid of buyers getting paid by the seller. Well, yes and no. I mean, if 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 what they're saying, okay, so I guess the, the, there's two arguments here. One of them, which I was going down, is that the buyer is yeah. just unaware, right, of, of okay. what's going on, and they're just like, "I'm right, just right. a caveman. I don't understand these things." Right. right? <laughs> um, I'm just a wee babe. Yeah. So, me. so that to me is one argument that that they're saying, "Hey, buyers have, have no clue about this stuff," which I I totally disagree right. with. Right. So in that case, right. the remedy is okay. We've got to be we got to hit them over the head with some sort of disclosure. Right. right? That's not what I'm saying. The buyer could be fully aware, but buyer's saying, "Yeah, I don't give a crap because I'm not paying for it out of pocket." And right now, well, as I'm trying to buy are. this house, I, I mean, mean every wait, wait, hold, hold on, hear hear me out. As I'm trying to buy this house right now, I'm scraping together every dollar and cashing in my 401k, right? So, you know what? Make it part of the mortgage and I'll pay it over time and it doesn't matter to me. I want my buyer agent to get paid. I just don't have cash right now. I mean, that, that's a rational buyer thing. Like, you're smart. You know what you're doing. You yeah. realize that you're the only one bringing money to the table. You realize all those things and you're like, you know what? My buyer agent commission, I want that wrapped up into the mortgage. 
Right. Okay. The, uh, the court comes out, says this is no good. You can't do this anymore. No more sharing commissions. It's anti-competitive, blah, blah, blah. You can't wrap it into a mortgage anymore, again, unless there's some sort of regulatory change, right? But as things stand today, you now have to pay your buyer agent out of pocket. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I just... It's not, it's not happening. happening. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. That's what I'm saying. Half the commissions go away. I don't... So I don't, you're I saying that... You're, you're that just conclusion. saying it's a binary thing, right? So because the buyer is not going to come up with that money out of pocket, the industry is just right. going to remove that and just let that go away. Yeah, and yeah. I think we have, the industry is going to come up with something uh, yeah, else, it's right? Gotta be something else. Up. It's no, not no, going away. Right. It'll, it'll be something like, look, uh, you know, pay me uh, 100 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour, and I'll advise you on your Some on your sort purchase. of weirdo bridge loan yeah. thing or something, right? Yeah, or something. But, but I, mean, the, the I mean, the industry will come the, up with the something. The thing there is like, it's like, okay, all that is is another fucking form. Okay, so I'm going to, this money that you owe me uh, is now going to be yeah. here and do it. So, but it's not, right? Because from the seller standpoint, I'm not paying 5% or 6% anymore. I'm paying 2.5%. Right. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And you know, another way we get there is, let's say the exclusive buyer agency yeah. agreement, right? Let's say that just becomes 100% penetration, okay? So every single buyer agent says, hey, you know, I know you want to, you're looking to buy a house, Rob. Congratulations. I'm so happy to help you. Please sign this agreement that says you're going to pay me 2.5% if the seller does not, mm-hmm. Okay. This becomes widespread. Everyone has it. Okay, now I'm the seller. My listing agent comes, oh, here's the commission. It's 5%. I'll be like, screw that. I'm offering zero. Well, you know people aren't going to show it. Every buyer agent has an exclusive buyer agreement. What do I care? Right. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So then either way, it ends up being the buyer is going to have to pay for that, which then means, guess what happens next? Nobody <laughs> right. signed that, that goddamn right, agreement, right. right? And buyer agent, buyer commission goes I'm telling the you fuck right away. Now, this, this like... The whole topic of compensation or you know commission is yeah. is going to take over yeah. what syndication used to be. We're all these fucking conferences we're going to go to is it's all going to be about you know compensation so funny about commission this, now, right? You're right, but here's what's so funny about this, right? Because I like you know I've been having like investor calls and people are worried about Zilla. I'm like, yo, Zilla could be like the industry's best friend all of a sudden because think about their premier agent business. Mm-hmm. If buyer commissions go away, premier agent ceases to exist. Because who the hell is going to pay for a buyer lead when the buyer is not going to you know, pay me? Like The only reason why buyer leads have any value is because of cooperating compensation, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So if that cooperating compensation goes away, then who in the world is going to go to Zillow and say, yeah, you know, uh, I'll, I'll pay you for buyer leads? Nobody cares. Yeah. The, the so, interesting part about all this know, is, I, again, I just don't see the industry taking that much disruption around that. There's going to be some sort of thing that we're not thinking about that's going to be either a compromise or it just goes right. away. They're go. They're going to do the research. It's like, okay, sure, some of these things take longer to sell, but the delta is not so big enough that we got to fucking upend everything, right? So here's the only silver lining to this that I could see. Well, two silver linings. One, it's not clear to me that the plaintiffs win. That's the first thing. I don't think the plaintiffs get the case dismissed. But it's not clear to me that they win, you know, at trial, after discovery, after all of it. The plaintiffs. Right? So that's number one. Yeah, the okay. plaintiffs moral, yeah. right? And, you know, the, the other or whatever, the class action lawyers. It's not clear to me that they win. Like I said from the start, I don't think they get dismissed. But I do think, you know, it's an open question as to whether they actually prevail. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, we got plenty of time. Yeah, this is going to take a long ass time. <laughs> like, yeah, th- this shit ain't happening next year. This this is like seven, maybe 10 years long. I mean, this this could go all the way to the Supreme Court. 
you know, it's this is so important that there's no way that NAR and all the big companies and all the MLSs we're going to take this all the way. I mean, there's just no question about it. So we have plenty of time to figure out if the industry wants to make some changes ahead of time so that by the time something like this happens, it's just not an issue. Because remember the NAR DOJ settlement, yeah. the whole VOW Which is thing? a little bit like this, where it's like the MLSs, though, it was way more aggressive. They were just stopping them from being on the MLS, right. being a broker, right? right. So that was, right. that was just more, yeah, a bigger thing, but kind of in the same vein, right? right? Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is like when that started, you know, like if it happened within a year, like it would have been really bad. But it's like, okay, it started and it took years and years and years. And during that time, the industry evolved. Yeah. We said, okay, you know what? We're going to have IDX. We're going to do this. So by the time that the VOW rule comes about, nobody cares because all brokers and agents are on IDX. Yeah. Right? And I remember pointing this out when the whole thing went down. It's like, okay, it's nice that the DOJ did this thing with VOW, but who cares? Because- at the time, I couldn't think of a single broker agent who had a VOW website. Yeah, and like and that was one of the things that the Washington D.C. thing that I went to that I saw you there right. is they were asking like the cure for this actually didn't do anything, right? Because nobody had right. VOW sites. You know, it was like a big, uh, I guess. Yeah. So who knows? By the time that this all gets resolved, the industry will figure it out a different way. And, you know, some ruling comes down, anti-competitive, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you have to stop doing cooperating compensation. We might all shrug and be like, who cares, right? Because we've already moved on to a different model. It's just right now, you know, we don't have that. So right now, if things were to happen tomorrow, it's a freaking nuclear bomb. But by the time this all gets resolved, it might be just one of those like, you know, you know who cares? Because we've already moved on. Yeah, yeah, we're all working for Zillow, right? So it, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> we're all W two, and uh, you know, buyers are being charged three hundred dollars an hour. And who knows? Look, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, right? I really wouldn't, because one of the things that always kind of annoyed me about the industry is the fact that great agents get paid the same as shitty agents. Yeah, that always kind of annoyed me. And you look at like, look, great lawyers make a hell of a lot more money than shitty lawyers. So, you know, why don't we have that? So, you know, who knows? Maybe that's something that agents themselves would love because now if you're going to drive some buyer around for six weekends in a row, only to have the buyer change his mind at the last minute, you're not out of pocket, right? It's like, I'll drive you around as long as you want because you're paying me 150 bucks an hour. <laughs> who knows? So, we'll, we'll see. But I, I know yeah. that this is like the big hot topic of the moment right now. I've always been, and I think, you know, you've said stuff to me and others of like, why aren't you writing more about this? You know, this is huge and everything else. And I just, I've seen some of these things come and go, especially in California with yeah. the lawsuits against MLSs and everything else. It just, it doesn't ring to me. I have this belief that the industry is going to figure this out. Organized real estate is going to figure this out. Sure. And, you know, the, the fire and brimstone that I think when I read a lot of your stuff is, um, it sounds like you're kind of settling down in that kind of thing as well, right? No. No, no. So, like, that's are what I was mentioning. Look, st- here's what I mean. Like, the reason why I think I, I tend to be, you call it fire and brimstone, I just think it's entertaining. Part of it's a stylistic thing because I, I like yeah, things yeah, like, uh, right. you know, scary pictures of, uh, you know, fire giants. <laughs> but really, my point is, I wrote some of that stuff because I felt like we weren't taking it seriously at all. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so the two it was things like I was a meh. it was a big meh. Yeah. Out there. and yeah, I'm like, right. no, this is not a meh. Like, we yeah. do need to pay attention to this stuff. This is is pretty real, right? These are real lawyers filing real cases. And they have real money behind them, and you know, it's just 
it's it's not a mud. This isn't you know some ambulance chaser bringing a lawsuit, right? Yeah. So this is I, legit. Yeah, legit. This attorneys. is this is right. It's just legit serious threats. That's number one. But the number two that I think this one I want to bring up. Maybe I need to write something on this. Is like don't panic, right? Like there's a balance between. Oh, that's total bullshit! And oh my god, the, the sky is falling. Like there is a middle ground between the two, right? Like this is a serious thing. We should investigate what we want to do about it. We should talk about this. We should discuss it and have serious adult conversations about it. But let's not panic because this isn't going to happen tomorrow. This is going to happen next week. You know, this is years. Yeah. And maybe there are a bunch of things we can do to sort of start putting plans in place. And that's maybe I, I'm just doing a poor job of kind of relating that. But like when I do consulting work for clients, you know, my whole thing is it's not that these things are going to happen, right? It's that we want to prepare in case it does. So, you know, it's like do contingency planning, do contingency strategies. What are you going to do if this comes about? Not that it's going to happen. No, just, and I think I think you've you know. done I think actually, you know, uh, with your red dot reports, the kind of actionable items at the end, I think you saw I mean, you've been saying that and yeah. uh, you know, this goes from the photo licensing to everything else. Yeah. To have people plan for this stuff. So yeah, I get that's that. All. I totally get yeah, that. Yeah. That's all. So but you're right. I mean, a big part of it is just my stylistic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we all gotta make money somehow. <laughs> I, I like drama. What can I say? I like drama. You yeah. know? I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm a failed playwright, you know. <laughs> somehow I turn into the gossip king. <laughs> and you're you like, are. you know, <laughs> and I'm you're the the like the, the drama. I'm the drama queen. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Damn it. Yeah. I at least want to be the drama king. The drama king. I'll, yeah, we'll give me that. <laughs> I don't want to oh, be the man. gossip queen either. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This has been great. This has been cool. Yeah. No, we need to do this more often, as, as we always say. But for listeners, I know this is like a complicated topic. Uh, neither Greg nor I are lawyers, and we're definitely not your lawyers. So if you have any concerns, please consult your attorney. These are We're just a couple of chuckleheads having a laugh about big, important industry topics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, thanks for listening. Greg, what do they have to do if they want to – if they like this, they want to yeah, support go, us? Go, go to go like where? Google Play or go to Apple iTunes, wherever you kind of get your podcast from and give it a five-star rating if you can. And it really what really helps is if you write a review like – a good review. Rob and Greg are great. You know, that would be, you know, I love enjoying right. all those kind of things. When you write more of those reviews, it really brings us up more in the rankings. Um, also, I think there's a Facebook thread now from Inman who's asking like, what are the better podcasts in the industry? So go to Facebook, find the Inman uh, tribe, uh, whatever they call it, town hall, and coast, coast to coast, Inman, whatever, coast, to coast uh, thread on, yeah. and you'll find a thread about them asking about podcasts. And hey, if you can, why don't you go over there and, uh, Throw a good word in for Say us. Say something yeah, nice about exactly. Us. Hey, you know, while you're there, though, if you're going to do that, hell, you know, let's go Let's go the whole hog. Go there and start peppering Brad Inman with the request that Greg and, and Rob bring, you know, Industry Relations live on stage at Inman. And we could like, oh, wow. do this live in front of a live audience with you, all of you. Like, that would be kind of You're going to cool, put that it? out in the universe, huh? I'm gonna put that in the universe, man, because you know it's 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 not gonna be you and me making that happen. It's gonna be our audience who who wants to make. Yeah, that happen. that's true. Um, yeah. So you know, if they want to see it, if they, they say nope, we don't care, and we don't want to look at you two because you two have face for radio, then <laughs> then okay, <laughs> let's not do this on stage. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, like Greg, Greg, great as usual. Yeah, good talking, and, man. Uh, indeed, thanks to all your listeners. Thanks, everybody. Bye now.